Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 124. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit like, follow, or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on. You can also check me out at theloudest.com on the planet, knac.com, for exclusive interviews, live show coverage, album reviews, and more. Only available at knac.com. My guest for this episode is vocalist Lee Small. You may know Lee from his work with the UK hard rock act Shy. You also may know Lee from the UK melodic rock act Lionheart. Their last studio album, The Reality of Miracles, was a fantastic album, made my top 10 list of that year. Lee is also a member of the UK classic rock act Sweet. He wears a lot of hats, I gotta say. In addition to all the bands that Lee contributes to, he has a new solo album coming out on May 26th called The Last Man on Earth. Lee's calling this a return to his AOR roots, referring to the bands that he's a part of. His last solo album in 2021, Chameleon, was more of a soul and reggae affair. Lee is very versatile when it comes to vocals. His latest solo album, The Last Man on Earth, is definitely going to make my top 10 of the year. It is a fantastic release. Harkens back to the AOR of the late 70s, early 80s with modern production. I had the chance to talk to the man himself all about the solo album, his side projects, and his recent health scare. So here's vocalist Lee Small. If I knew absolutely nothing about Lee Small, how would you describe your music to me? Uh, to describe myself, my music, um, I would just say um, melodic, soulful, and and hundred percent honest. I'd have to agree with that, and you certainly like to mix it up. Your last solo album, Chameleon, was a little more on the soul and reggae side, but your upcoming yeah. album, The Last Man on Earth, out May twenty sixth through Metalville, is more of an AOR affair, correct? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the reason for that really is because I've kind of um, been known, I suppose, for being involved with a lot of melodic AOR, you know, bands. But I've, I've, whenever I've did a solo affair, I've never actually ever done a, an AOR album. I've always kind of left that to the bands I was in and tried to do something a bit diverse. But over the years, there's been a lot of people saying, oh, I wish you would do an AOR album, you know, from from your own heart, you know. So it's been it's been a long while coming, but this is it. (laughs) Well, it's a fantastic outcome. I've been listening to the album all week. I love it. It definitely captures the the sound and the soul of 70s and 80s AOR. That's brilliant. That's job done then. That's lovely, mate. Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted it to do, you know. I wanted I wanted it to have a, you know, especially, you know, an 80s feel. That was deliberate, really, as well, do you know. I wanted, I wanted that retro vibe to it, do you know. And um, I wanted it to sound authentic, do you know. I wanted it to sound like music where I grew up with, you know. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the single that you released, The Last Man on Earth, uh, good lead-off song to the album, if you want to talk a little bit about the story behind the lyrics on that one. Yeah, I mean, the the song itself, obviously the title, um, which, which is the album title, obviously it's the lead, um, the lead single from the, from the self-titled album. 
Um, the the imagery for the Last Man on Earth. Um, I've always been into sci-fi and, and and classic movies and stuff. So it's a bit of a nod, um, a nod of respect to Vincent Price, you know, and the 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 you know the the Last Man on Earth movie what he did, you know, with the title. And I just thought visually, um, it's it's got with a space vibe, you know, it's it's it visually. The world's your oyster, you know, for 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 the artwork, which is what Tristian who, who done it, has gone and ex, he's really done done that tenfold. He's, he's he's done an amazing job of that. But the actual song itself isn't about that at all, you know. It's about um, the actual song is really about a volatile relationship, you know. And um, and 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 you know, so it's um, I love the play on words, you know, leaving me standing like a last man on earth, you know, and I, I always love lyrics like that. I love to be able to play with words and, and stuff, you know, I find that challenging, you know. Another song that you released from the album is Revolution. Well, actually, you haven't released it yet from the album. Revolution Road, you did a duet with Dan Reed of the Dan Reed Network. Uh, he did, put yes. a great album this year, too. How did you make a meet up with uh, Dan Reed for this one? Yeah, I mean, I, t- to be honest, I, I did actually meet because he, he doesn't remember, I don't think, but I did meet Dan many, many years ago. Um, I mean, I was, I've always been a big fan of the, the Dan Reed network. I mean, just after Slam had come out, you know, I picked up Slam and I was just, I'd never heard anything like it. You know, I was just, it was just like, wow, what is this? And so I, I immediately went and searched for the, the, you know, the actual self titled album straight after. And so, so I'd kind of discovered Slam before the first album, you know, and then, and then obviously the Heat, and I was just a massive Dan Reed fan, you know, and the, the network. I, I when I seen him when they did Rock City back in '93, and I've seen Dan various on his on his when he comes over on his own when he from his acoustic days to back with the Dan Reed network again, you know, we seen him in London, and it was just just amazing. So I've always been a big fan of Dan Reed. When I wrote, well, I, all the all the all the songs on this album have been co-wrote um, by a guy called Sonny Stephen, uh, Sonny Steven. He's an Australian guy, but he, he was, when he, at the time when we recorded the album, he was living in LA. He's just recently moved to Texas now to get out of the madness, like as they say, do you know? <laughs> but, um, but so he wrote a lot of the music really. And I wrote obviously the melodies and the lyrics and stuff like this. So when we penned Revolution Road to go around the houses a little bit, but I, as soon as it was done, I just it just had Dan Reed all over it, you know. I could hear Dan singing this song, and I just thought, you know, he's he's. I really want him on this record, you know. So a friend of mine at the time had just gone working with him, and I just uh, so I dropped him a line, and I just said to him, I says, I says, would you drop Dan a, a line for me, and I said, and see if he wants to speak. I've got a, a song I want him to do, you know. So cutting a long story short, I got in touch with Dan, I sent him the track. He come back and he absolutely loved the track, you know, and um, and he, it all went from there really. And I mean, he he loved the track that much. He ended up like uh, arranging some of it and playing Moog. He put some Moog keyboards on it and he all the end jamming on it, you know. From there's there's a section at the end of the song after you know because uh, we all find a revolution. Right? And he goes dun dun dun, and then he goes into a jam, you know. They they say trout and whatever. That was all Dan Reed. He's he added all that himself, you know. And he come back and he went, I've done all this. And I went, fantastic. You know, it really changed the song for the better, you know. So that's kind of how that came around, really. And it was a bucket list. Uh, it was, it's a bit of a bucket list thing for me. You know, one I've ticked off now, you know, to, to think I've sang with uh, one of my heroes. Like, 
Do you have another single planned uh, from the album? Yes, there's uh, there's one more single to come, and that's a song called Silhouettes. Initially, that was going to be a duet as well. Nobody knows that, and um, it was going to. Um, I'd, I'd already. It was all arranged. One of the bands I was I was into as a kid in, in, the, in the early eighties. What shaped the way of melodic rock for me was uh, um, a band uh, called Zeno. I don't know if you remember Zeno from nineteen eighty six. They did a, they did an album. And it's it's uh, Uli John's Roth's younger brother, you know Zeno Roth, and he's no longer with us anymore. But I, I went and seen him in nineteen eighty six, opening in Birmingham Audion, opening for Black Sabbath, and it was like, whoa, what is this band? That was just so cool. I immediately went out and bought the album as soon as it came out. And uh, and and that album, if you've never heard it, the Zeno Eastern Sun, it's called Eastern Sun. That album, it stands up to this day. It's such an an important record, I think, for melodic rock, you know. And um and and it just it just changed the way I thought and sang, you know, you know, and wrote music at the time. You know, what I mean, it was just commercially brilliant, you know. And uh, so the singer on that album was called Michael Flexig, and uh, and I just thought. I really wanted to get Michael on it as well. And so he agreed to do it, you know, to do the song for me. And then sadly he became ill. Uh, just, just uh, literally about um, two weeks before the deadline of the, the album had got to go in, you know, cause he was one of the, he was one of the last things we wanted to get on. And so he'd agreed to do it. We'd all got this, the session arranged in Hanover in Germany for him. Uh, the studio was there booked for him. And, um, and then he, he came, he caught COVID really bad and he lost his voice and everything and sadly he couldn't he couldn't meet the schedule the deadline you know so that one had to go begging really which is a real shame but lc would have been on the new the, the you know that that's the next single so you would have been on that you know and um it's just just it was just a shame how that one worked out but but taking nothing away for the song you know you, you know it's a great song and um and people already singling that one out, you know, saying, you know, in, in the reviews and stuff, you know, so, uh, but it just would have been more special. I think if we'd have got Michael on it, you know, right. Uh, one of my favorites is the, uh, Nakatomi heist, maybe because it references, uh, die hard, but maybe you Absolutely. have, maybe you have a double meaning in there. I don't know. No, it's, uh, you know, it's a ritual in our house, in our household, Every Christmas, we have to watch the Die Hard movies, mate. Every year, do you know? Because people argue the toss on there. Some some people say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It's one hundred percent a Christmas movie, you know. And uh, and obviously, the recently what's going on with with poor Bruce as well. As you know, it's a nod of respect to Bruce, and you know, and for for really one of the finest movies, you know, um, you know, and and the sequels as well. You know, they're just just amazing. So. And I like to, you know, instead of just writing the obvious songs, I love a challenge and I like writing about different subjects. So I thought, well, that one's never been done before. So here you go. (laughs) Now we have it. And it could be a Christmas song. And it can be, yeah. So who knows? That might be a Christmas single. Who knows? (laughs) You've heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Unknown is another single from the album, if you want to talk a little bit about that song. Yeah, that was that was came really late to be honest, and um, the album was done, and uh, and we needed an extra song, and um, and initially the song was recorded by it's a cover. It was recorded by um, uh, the soul singer uh, Sade, 
and uh, and and it was her big comeback single in something like 2015, I think, on um, a soundtrack of a movie called Widows, and which was which was a remake of a, a TV series from the early 80s in in the UK, you know, and um, about uh, the wives of some bank, you know dead bank robbers basically you know picking up the old plans and going out and doing it I don't know if anybody has ever seen the film obviously but it was um, you know it was great and that this song was on there and I just it was just such a beautiful song and I just I could hear myself doing it you know and I just um, and I, just, I didn't want to do it exactly the same so that that song came right at the end and um, it was uh, the producer of the old album um, uh, Tom Corey I just said to Tom, I says, you know, I want to do this song. You know, what what do you think? And uh, and he played absolutely everything. Within about four hours, I got the backing track back, and he'd done all the music for it and whatever. And I've never this guy works so fast. It's, I thought I worked fast, but he works so fast. And uh, so so we came. You know, we got the extra track basically, come out really well, and and we decided. To um to to put that one out at Christmas again. It's not a Christmas song, but we kind of we did a remix version of it, this Frankincense mix, and we added all Christmas, you know, the Christmas sleigh bells and all that sort of stuff uh, on on that version. What came out for Christmas? But the version on the album is it's a it's just a blog bog standard version. It's all the sleigh bells are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Corey produced uh, Last Man on Earth and yeah. worked with you previously on the Sweets last album, correct? He did, yes. And he's the he's he's the Bolton man. He's like the um the fifth member of the suite when we go playing any live gigs, you know. He's um he's he's basically he comes on on stage and he's he's he basically plays He's, he's, he stands to my left, actually. He stands right by me, and he's he plays uh, second guitar for Andy, and he plays all the keyboard stuff live, and he adds another voice in as well. He's like the fifth harmony, you know, in the in 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 the voice, and he's actually just we got a brand new sweet album coming out in June. It should be it should be due June, and it's all original material again. It's all brand new stuff, the first time for years, and that's called Full Circle, and 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 Tom, we call him TC Tom. Is uh, is engineered and produced that as well. So, as a plug for him, he's a little. He's only in his twenties. Can believe it or not, these these whiz kids, <laughs> so they've just got it. You know, they leave us all, all us old ones now. They leave us all standing. You know, he's uh, he's so good. But um, but he's a you know, I, I, I don't usually say genius that often, but he's like a musical genius. You know. You got like a who's who of guitarists on this album. From you mentioned Sonny <laughs> here and Steve Mann from your. Band Lionheart and Tommy yeah. Dander and Fabrizio's Gagatoni from Jeff Scott Soto. I mean, yeah. obviously calling in favors from friends. Is that what it was? Do you know what, mate? It's it's been. An, I'm humbled by the guys who's helped me out on this record. You know, it's it's just um, without them. You know, and I mean that without these guys. You know, this album wouldn't have been nowhere near what it is. You know, and. Um, and I was just, I, I, you know, I really was just overwhelmed by the the help I've got with it, really. And and it is, it's just, um, it's just a who's who of, of some of the best players around, really, you know. And the, and the play out the skin on the record, you know, they really make it for what it is. And I've got to give it a shout out to the to, to uh, Edu as well, Edu Cominato, the Brazilian drummer. Um, he's just he's played on this, and he's just incredible, you know. And he's um, he actually plays with Jeff sometimes, and he's. Um, He's known from um, Jeff Tate from Queensryche. He's his drummer, you know. 
from his solo band. But it's just phenomenal. So, you know, the energy that Edu put into the record as well, everything turned on its head again when he come on board, you know. And you mentioned earlier artist uh, Tristan Gatro. He did does the Lionheart uh, album covers. He did your album cover. So obviously somebody that you trust. He absolutely. I mean, that guy is just so good. And he's a really good friend now as well, you know. And and I mean he's a lot not a lot of people know, but the 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 English legendary rock band UFO. Um Tris did um did many, many covers for UFO and, and on the last uh, the last orders tour. He even designed all the backdrop what you see on stage. He, he's he just he's like a silent member of UFO. You know he's done that that many. But the guy is a creative. He, he's a he's, his creativity is just second to none. You know, and I give him the concept. You know, and I just said a few little things what I would like on 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 there, and he just come back and and bought the whole album to life. You know, with 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 what he's done, and and we was blessed the fact that Metalville. Of um, backed us all the way, and um, and and we've got a beautiful digi pack where they've just given so many pages and booklets. They've just said, "Do what you want," you know. And so he's just been in his element, really. And and even with the vinyl as well, there's a limited run of five hundred uh, blood red transparent vinyl, twelve inch vinyl, uh, with a gatefold. And again, you know, with the gatefold sleeve, he's just been able to do some amazing things, really. But what I, it's his attention to detail. Because it just on the inner sleeves, you know, they're not just plain inner sleeves. They're crammed with information and photos, and my whole uh, discography is there, and, and and absolutely everything. I mean, the guy is just, you know, you get your value for money with him. You know, he's just he's, you know, anybody who buys the record, you know, they'll see it's a, it's a thing of beauty, really. You know, on either format, you know. I'm one of those 500. I pre-ordered mine yesterday. Oh, you're the star. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, you won't be. It's just gorgeous, you know. And it was originally, there was a slight mix-up at their pressing plant with that as well for the for the, the vinyl. Initially, it was going to be, um, we designed it to be like a, a burnt orange looking disc. And then we got a message back from saying, oh, there's been a mix-up, you know, it's, it's it's been it's been pressed in in blood in in red vinyl and we was thinking oh no you know and uh, it was what it, sometimes these things are meant to be because it just looks gorgeous with the the shade of red it is as well you know it's kind of a bit like Bateau Tavel you know that when when Meatloaf put the blood red vinyl on that it's exactly the same it's just gorgeous you know so that was a happy accident really you know. So I see that you mentioned in the past that this is your last solo album. I know you've had some health issues earlier this year. I mean, sometimes when we get sick, we say things and think, you know, the negative of everything. But have yeah. things changed or, or is this going to be your last solo album? You know, I mean, I'm not sure, to be honest. You know, I look at this one and I mean, I've, I've, I've threw everything into this record, really, and I you know, and I'm thinking I like to I like to move forward, or I like to better what I've what you know what I've done in the past, or or move in a different direction, whatever I do. Hence, when I did the reggae album last, because you know there was it was I did that when I was in lock, for instance, when I was in lockdown, you know, and it was it came about. I mean, I've always loved reggae and stuff like, for instance, that one and. And I, I wasn't going out, we, you know, I was, I was just withdrawn and I was just exercising, walking around the house. And I, and I, and I started putting all my old island 
Bob Marley records on. I was doing exercise. You're walking around the house, you know. It was like a, it's like a Formula One track. I'm burnt holes in all my carpet, you know, <laughs> through lockdown doing my exercises. But I was listening to the Bob Marley stuff, and I thought, I need something to get me out of this, and I need to do something. So th- when I did the reggae album, it was it was a case of it was something different, and I thought I've got a love for that. So I needed a different challenge. So I, you know, I, I try and be a bit diverse. And where a lot of artists probably wouldn't be able to get away with it. I don't know why. I seem to be able to get away with there's a lot of strings sides to 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 my personality, the way my musical personality, you know. And I, I seem to be able to have a loyal fan base where they accept what I do to a degree, you know. And and um so you, you so that that was that. And and obviously I've done southern rock albums and kind of blues albums, you know, I've done all sorts of stuff, but with the AOR album now. I think to myself, well, I've covered so much stuff now. Where what's left for me to go? You know, where do I start covering old ground? So obviously, I'd, I had my heart attack and in February, and um, and you do say these things. It's is it the last thing? You know, and so the only thing what's came out of it, I'm feeling a lot better. Obviously, I was in a negative place, believe me. You know, and um, you know, so. The the one thing that's come out of it is I've I've got to look after myself better. I've started to, to get myself more in shape, eat healthier, so it affects my brain, you know, and I I can think different. But um, but the, I'm I'm having a cut back on a lot of work. I've over the years why I've been in this position, I've took too much work on, you know, and um, so I think it'll be as and when, you know, if I do do another solo album. You know, I've got to be in the right mindset, but at this present moment, I can't see me doing another one. But you, you, you know, never say never. You know, I've I've done this in the past. I've I've gone. You know, I did a box set of stuff, and I thought that's that's you know, I packaged the last three albums I did, and that was it. You know, and then two years later, well, behold, I've got another album which I didn't expect. You know, so you, you, that's the way I work. You know, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. You know, if I want to do something, it'll. Um, if it, it tends to, you know, find its way, you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're feeling better, and I'm sure a Thank lot. Thank you of- so much. Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm in a lot better place. I'm still undergoing a lot of tests, and uh, I'm back on the road this week. We go back. Uh, we we're in Germany with the suites um, Thursday. We got three shows there, so that'll be my first my first three shows back since since my incident. You know, and um, I've just uh, obviously been told to take it easy and pace myself and you know but it, mentally I think if anything it's going to do me good as well because it does it's it's I cannot tell you how it's mentally affected me you know it does affect your your confidence and everything you know you just you know it's it's a strange thing to happen you know what at 55 I would never have expected that to happen to me you know but it can, leaves its scars I can understand it I had uh I had lung failure from COVID pneumonia, so really? it was wow. it was hard coming back from that. And there was certainly I can believe that, yeah, wow. So you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. So I I felt you know this is it, this is the end. I'm never going to get better. You know, it's it's but you know you get through by the grace of God, and you know you're you're here today talking it. to me. You got your album out. You got going out with the suite. Everything's looking good. That's it. It's all you know, and and yourself, you know, obviously, you know, you, you're looking good, and it's. And it wasn't our time. Do you know what I mean? We got we lucky. We get a second chance. You know, a lot of people don't get that. You know, so that's the way I kind of I'm trying to embrace on that positivity. You know, 
Absolutely. Do you do you get a chance to go out and play your solo material live? Not really. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to really at the moment, and um, and I just don't know if I physically can. You know, I mean, that's that's where mentally, where you know, it's I've I've just um, I, I, the, the the one thing what I've been left with is is fatigue. You know, that's the thing what's what I'm I'm struggling with more than anything. You know, is uh, is is fatigue. You know, and I'm, I get tired a lot more since. And um and with a suite it's you know it's easy I can get up there and play the bass you know and 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 kind of like you know just in and out I do a little bit of lead where I can do some backing vocals and stuff like that and it's it's small steps do you know what I mean it's small steps whether whether I can get back out and do an hour and a half lead show again it's oh, I don't know if I could manage it at the moment you know so it's a shame because the songs are great and I would love to get out there but you know it, it I mean if I could get you know, in better shape, you know, down the line, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to rule it out, you know, there's always a few friends I can call up and dial up, you know, and go, you know, should we tread the boards and do a little few things, you know, so so that would be great to do. It's a nice thought, you know, so, but um, at the moment, uh, it's not going to happen at the moment. Are you still going to be playing with Attack at the Massive Wagons Festival in August? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it. You know, obviously I was scheduled to do it, but again, it's 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 whether it's too soon for me, you know. And uh, I just don't want to. Um, it's it's just it's just mentally and um, physically, really, stamina wise, if I can do it, because it's you know, as we get we aging veteran singers. I, I say veteran now, you know, because I'm, I've been, you know, when we were, when. We, even in 2017, you know, when we went out to, to Japan for some shows, you know, there was all all the reviews. It was all calling me a veteran singer out there. Then, you know, I'm a few years down the line now since, you know. So the 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 uh, the older we get, you know, the harder it gets. Do you know what I mean? So it's um, it's just more demanding, really, to 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 sing up there like I do in the range. I sing, and you know, so so before. The illness, I would have said, yeah, I'm obviously I'm going to do it. But at the moment, you know, I'm um, I'll be a lawyer if I says I'm going to be there, do you know, because I just don't know what's going to happen, you know. A few, but but things can change a couple a couple of months down the line. I could feel better in myself, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rule it out. But but they've got somebody I think on hand. I think if I can't do it, I think they're going to have somebody to to step in, you know, because the band will still be, you know, performing. I think you're still the young guy in Lionheart and the sweet, at least by a decade. Yes, I think so. I, I am, mate. Yes, that's it. I'm the baby. Well, apart from TC now, apart from Tom Corey, who comes in, which is in his 20s. But uh, but it's just unfortunate. I'm the one who has to stand by him. It makes me look even older. <laughs> but uh, but now, yeah, I am. At the, at the the actual four of us, I'm the, um, I'm, I'm the, the youngest one, mate, yeah. Have you been working in the studio in the meantime since, uh, you know, you're not going to focus too much on live performances just yet? Yeah, I, I, we went back in um, with Sweet last month and, um, well, say last month, about three weeks ago, um, just putting some final touches to the, to the album there. And, and um, I, I wasn't obviously sure if I was going to be able to get in there, but I just managed to get in there and do a, a little bit of um, backing vocals and stuff, you know, and that, that did me that did me good as well. You know, it's all like say about taking baby steps back in, you know, but luckily, 
luckily there wasn't much left for me to do. It, it, it's all been done, you know what I mean? So if there was any good time for me to have what happened, it's, it, 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 it was, do you know what I mean? But, well, there's, n- there's never a great time, obviously, to have anything like that. But but you know what I'm trying to say, you know, it's, it's left me with, it happened when I've got a lot of the work done, you know, so. You working on new Lionheart music? It's it's in the can, mate, more or less, and it's it's the best Lionheart album I would say to date, and um, it's a concept album. I can say that, and um, and it's all about um, none of us. Obviously, we watch gone. We don't want to get into politics and stuff like that, but it's it's an anti-war record, really, and it's 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 all about. It's set in nineteen forty-four. The whole album is it's a concept record and it's all about the home front. You know, it's all about, uh, you know, how um, the effects of war affects everyday people, you know. So it's we, we deliberately didn't want to do anything warmongering, you know. We, we're not like Iron Maiden or anything, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we wanted to do, um, it just just do the, de- the, the definitive home front record, you know. And, and, and I think it really is. It's, it's, it's probably the best... Thing we've done, it's certainly the best lyrics I think I've ever, I've ever penned, um, to date. Really, there's some really meaningful stuff on there, and Steve Mann has wrote ninety percent of the music, and uh, and he's just on fire. It's just it's just so powerful. It's just incredible. I'm looking forward to that release for sure. Um, wondering if you're going to have another record under the signal red banner with steve grocott that was a fantastic album alien nation thank you i mean there is going to be another one it's um it's been down to me really i mean you know but there's been because I've, I've i've been not had, had the time to do anything really you know steve's been there writing songs and and it's, it's what i said to him you know uh, the beginning of last year i says keep writing keep writing you know and um and he has and he's it, again, I think it's going to be a really strong record, you know, the songs he's been doing. But we've got one down. That's all I managed to do so far. So there's one recorded fully, uh, but there's an, obviously another another at least 10 or 11 songs to go, you know. And um, it's just, just obviously, you know, the, it, it, sadly, I was going to be doing some the beginning of the year. You know, that was a bit of a window to start working back on that, you know. And, and then obviously this happened in February and... Um, and he's just put everything on the back burner again, you know. But so he's probably if if I if I know he's probably self frustrated with me, but he's he knows obviously it's not my fault, you know. It's just I've either been working with with it just the work commitments or and then obviously when I became ill, he was obviously concerned then. And um, but there will be another one, and 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 the stuff he's turning out musically is going to be it's brilliant. So that'd be one to watch, I think. Again, you know, I'm blessed with all these great guys around me, you know. I'm, I wonder sometimes, I think you guys must be really lucky to work with these guys, you know. Absolutely. Well, the talent on top of being lucky. Oh, bless. Yeah, thank you. And it's it's just, I think it's about chemistry, you know. It's like, you know, with, with Steve Groker again, and all these guys have got different personalities musically, you know, because Steve Steve writes in a different way, you know. He writes in his own way. And and my my style just gels lovely with him you know and again with line art you know with with steve mann who writes like say 90 percent of the stuff you know we got a great musical understanding and i think that's what it's all about you know it's if you can connect musically you know and and get on the same page 
you, you know, and and you you bring the best out of in whether which whichever project it is, you bring the best out of each other all the while, you know. And I, I do like to write like with this new album, you know, like with the Last Man on Earth, writing with Sony Steven, you know, we we got, you know, I can't write like that anymore. I can't. My style's changed so much over the years. I can't, you know, I can't write in in the style I used to write, which was like the AOR convincingly, you know, in where he can, you know. And I love the Doobie Brothers. I love Michael McDonald, and he and he can do all that sort of stuff. So together we fused our influences, and and there's a few, as you know, that on the, on the new album there's a few different sounds, a few different styles of, but it's all classic AOR '80s sounding stuff. So even though this takes a slight detour down a, a different avenue, do you know what I mean? It's it all belongs on the same record. You know, it doesn't sound out of place. Absolutely. Those are all the questions I have for you today, Lee. The new album, Last Man on Earth, comes out May 26th through Metalville. I can't wait to get that vinyl version of it. I've been listening to the advanced copy. Fantastic stuff. Probably probably your top solo album. Maybe even bests your work with bands, too. It's, it's really good. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, and I really, really appreciate that. And there's been a few saying the same thing, you know. I mean... You know, you take the, the some of the some of the critics and stuff will say like you know some, a lot of my solo stuff, and it's just preference really. I think because I've I've not done as till now I've not done what I do as a solo artist, what I do with the bands, you know. And a lot of a lot of critics would say that some of my solo material hasn't lived up to the standard of 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 my band material, you know. But but they're all saying so far that this one does, you know. So. You know, hey, you're only as good as your latest record, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. And I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Once again, I want to thank Lee Small for coming on the Rock is George podcast. Be sure to check out his latest solo album, The Last Man on Earth, out on May 26th through Metalville Records. Head over to your favorite music streaming app. Take a listen to what's available now. If you like what you hear, Buy a physical copy. Support the artist. For all things Lee Small, head over to his official website, lee-small.com. I also want to thank Nathan T. Burke and Metalville Records for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. I'll see you again soon.